Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 351 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with April Pinto. April lives north of Dallas, Texas, where she is a portrait photographer. Welcome, April. Hi, thank you so much. I'm fangirling out over here. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and I want to tell everybody, you're going to hear barnyard noises because April has... Uh, did I just hear a rooster a couple minutes ago? We have a house rooster. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so fun because I could hear baby chicks in the background. So y'all might hear a rooster. You might hear baby chicks. And... <laughs> That it just don't don't think you have them in your car with you, but <laughs> <laughs> that would be exciting. My I rooster wears a diaper. <laughs> oh, oh, your rooster wears a diaper. He's a full time house chick. He wears a diaper. He's uh he's, he's a so- pet. 
He's a pet. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've thought about having to get a diaper for my cat, Ellie, because she was hit by a car a few years ago. And so she's, she has nerve damage in her back, back oh, area. And so when she sleeps, she leaks. <laughs> so I'm like, Aww. how would this work? But basically what we've done is just put waterproof things down all over where she sleeps and we wash them Water frequently. I know, but I'm like, cat they diapers, ha- are they a thing? They have them. They're a thing. She would not be a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just doing it whatever we can. You know, one thing about having pets is you do what you do. <laughs> you do. Our lives are revolve around our pets it's for sure. True. And we love them. <laughs> They're such important members of the family. Oh, yeah. I'm like, when people come over, I'm like, don't sit right there. Sorry. <laughs> She's a well-mannered kitty. She would never Aww. purposefully have this problem. But, you know, it's, it is what Bless it her is. Heart. Yeah. Bless you for taking such good care of her, even in her time of need. Well, I love her. You know, she's, she has her little spots where she lies. I'm like, lay on this. Lay right here. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I here. hope everyone gets to hear a rooster. You know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? I literally Googled. Well, let me back up a tiny bit. I was camping with my husband and my best friend on the river. We have a Guadalupe River here. And you go to cabins that are hilly and you descend down the hill. It's maybe a mile into a river. And I thought I was going to die. (laughs) I couldn't make it. My girlfriend, who's older than I was, was just flying up and down the hill. And she had knee surgery recently. So I'm thinking, okay, if this woman can do this and I can't do to my weight, there's a problem. Yeah. So the next morning, I literally Googled fasting and eating one meal a day while being a foodie. And I found Jackie. You know Jackie. Yep, Jackie, the (laughs) fasting foodie. Yes. So that was what brought me to you. And that she told fantastic. me about you. Thank you, I read Jackie. all of your, she's amazing. I read all, everything. I, well, I, I don't read. I, I'm too busy to read. I wish I had time to read. I listen. So yeah. I listened to everything you had, everything that she recommended by you. Well, I love that. And I love that you specifically were looking for how to do intermittent fasting while still being a foodie. Because I think that's so important. Like, I already know I like you because you're <laughs> you're like, look, I'm not going to do it unless I can be a foodie at the same time. Exactly. I'm not giving up anything. And, you know, a lot of people might, you know, when you talk to someone and they're like, oh, I could never do that. I like food too much. I'm like, that's why I do it. That's exactly right, Jen. You're exactly right. I mean, I had some experience before, so I knew the way to go was this. I knew I felt the best during fasting because I had a bit of experience with it before through Jason Fung. Right. And so it was a no brainer. But when I found her, I literally couldn't believe it. It was like fireworks went off. I heard angels sing. And my husband was like, there's no way there are foodie people because everyone, Thomas DeLauer and Jason Fung, everyone was like, keto, low carb, no sugar, which made me just want to hang myself. Uh And so when I saw Jackie eating like pizza and she's at Disney World drinking a milkshake and she's losing all this weight and I'm like, these are my people. That's great. I actually have gravitated toward whole food, plant-based more so eating. And so I'm like, I'm eating pretty much the exact opposite of keto. (laughs) Like a a lower fat just because, you know, plant foods are, are naturally lower in fat. You know, I still use olive oil for cooking, but you know, I'm like eating so many carbs and feeling, feeling so good, feeling my best. This is how I feel best. And yes. meat, meat makes me sluggish and like, 
Anyway. I'm a nerd when it comes to animals. I I don't, I really, really would rather eat your arm than I would sooner eat an animal. I I do not believe in eating animals. I know a lot of people are against me for that, but I felt that way. I became a vegetarian when I was about 11 years old. And it was when I, we had sheep and my dad said, okay, the sheep are going to pasture. We're going to sell them. And I was like, well, what are we selling these sheep for? What are we selling my sheep for? And when he told me food, I became a vegetarian that moment. Wow. And I've been a vegetarian since. (laughs) Okay. And you know, anybody that would give a vegetarian a hard time for an ethical reason of not eating meat, I think that's weird. You know? (laughs) Why do they care what you're eating? And why does that bother them? I don't understand that at all. I completely, completely respect um, anyone who has an ethical reason for eating the way that they eat. Well, thank you because, and especially in these health communities, everyone's like, you got to eat meat. You need to eat meat. You need to eat chicken. You need to eat seafood. And no, I feel I'm like you. I, well, I don't know what I would feel like because I don't remember what it feels like, but I feel really good plant-based. I feel off. Well, I really feel better that way. And, you know, I love dairy. I love dairy and I love a good burger and they're delicious. But and I love eggs, but I feel sluggish when I eat them. And it's funny because people That's will like so send me funny. messages. They're like, I think it's the bread that you had with the burger. I'm like, no, I promise you it's not. I can eat a black bean burger and I do not feel sluggish. <laughs> Put a piece of ground beef on there with cheese and an egg on top. It is delicious. And then I need a nap. And so it, the bread is not the problem for my body, whatever it is. Whatever it is. I, that's, you ha- I love that you listen to your body that way. And you've taught me to listen. And before I didn't even think my body had a voice, I had gotten to the point where food was just something I was so, I mean, I'm Hispanic and I grew up where in a culture in Texas too, where everything celebratory and exciting is food based. And in my career, it's like so much good wedding food, catered gourmet cakes every weekend. So it was hard to to avoid all of it. It was just always, so I was just constantly, constantly eating to the point where I didn't even really enjoy or taste the food anymore. Wow. You know, what you just said was so powerful that I wrote it down. You didn't even think your body had a voice because you couldn't hear it. It was congested by all of the junk. And even though I was plant-based, there are a myriad, just limitless plant-based pizza, plant-based Chinese food, all the things. Right. And so what's funny now is I I still love a veggie burger here and there, Impossible or Beyond, but my favorite veggie burger now is a grilled portobello mushroom because I have now, if you haven't tried it, you have to grill a portobello mushroom with some balsamic vinegar and some liquid smoke. And for some reason, it pairs beautifully with pesto on brioche. It's heaven on earth. Oh my gosh, I think I would love that. And you know, have you heard me talk about my whole food plant-based experiment that I did in the fall for 60 days? I was, I've always been in love with you, but that made me fall even more in love with you. (laughs) I felt so good. I'm kind of back to eating that way because I just, my my dad's having some health issues and some health scares. And so I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to lose weight. I don't need to lose weight. I want to feel good. And I feel like, you know, if my body is sending me these signals of how, what makes me feel good and what doesn't, why am I not listening harder mm-hmm. to that? You know, I, I, there are so many delicious things to eat. Like I went out with my sister and my brother-in-law the other night. We went out for Mexican food and I yeah. got, it was called a burrito primavera. Mm-hmm. And it had, it was like a flour tortilla and it had 
sauteed spinach and mushrooms and pinto beans Yum. and rice and zucchini and squash and mushrooms and guacamole and salsa. And it was like so delicious. It did not make me feel sluggish. I felt so satisfied and full. I didn't have any cheese. I didn't miss it. Anyway, so do you do dairy and egg? You know, I know everyone says we're an experiment of one and I should write a book on just what I'm about to say. I had been a vegetarian. I'm 42 from the time I was about 11 until I was 22. And I became a vegan. And then weirdly, oddly enough, and I'm talking like strict, strict vegan. And it's easy and it's enjoyable. But again, even still being vegan, I got up to as heavy as I did. Right. Because I wasn't being a dieting vegan. (laughs) Um, Well, funny enough, and I, I talked to some people in the community about this, and apparently I'm not the only one that this has happened to. But now that I can hear my voice, my body's voice, she wants dairy, which is weird. Okay. Sometimes. Yep. And I don't think it's dairy. And I've tested it one thing at a time. I started with vegan butter. And it was almost as if I would eat the vegan butter that I had been using for years. And it was weird. It was like my brain and my body didn't feel fulfilled anymore. So I've slightly, slowly transitioned into some super high, high quality, hormone-free, organic, ethical butter. And love that. It is like my the answer. It was weird. So then I thought, well, maybe if it's this way with this, I'll try it with my sour cream. So I did the same thing yeah. and it felt better. It was like I was almost as if I was eating empty calories with eating the vegan sour cream and butter. So that is so interesting. And I love that you're listening to your body and how it feels. You know, I don't like those vegan replacement products either. I don't like a, a fake butter or a fake sour cream at all. I had been using them for years and never thought twice. But again, if you don't have anything to compare them to, I had never, I hadn't had dairy in so many years, but it was weird. I can't describe it. I think what I was about to say was it is, it was almost like I was eating the sour cream, the vegan sour cream. And all of a sudden, after about three months of fasting, clean fasting your way, yeah, it was like eating nothing. It was like water just going right through me. So I switched to that whole fat sour cream, butter. And now I've even started introducing the bougiest, most fabulous, hormone-free, good ethical cheeses. And I am a cheese snob now. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I am not anti-dairy. I don't think people need to eliminate all dairy or I don't think any, there's, I don't think there's one right way that we all need to eat, but your body was telling you, you needed a little something else and you listened. Yeah, and I think it was the fat. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it feels so good. That makes a lot of sense. I also like to throw on a lot of avocado on the things. That makes me feel really good. In fact, I'm going to tell you, when I did my Thanksgiving whole food plant-based-ish, I say whole food-ish because, you know, those those like vegan butters or whatever are not whole foods. <laughs> they, are, they are made all out of oils. I used all those replacement butters. Right. And they made me feel <laughs> inflamed. Like they're all full of like coconut oil and stuff. Coconut oil does not work well for my body for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I don't eat a whole lot of it, but I've heard other people say that. How does it make you feel inflamed? Yes. Coconut oil makes me feel inflamed. Like I think back to the days of when I was trying to do bulletproof coffee back, you know, when, I mean, way before I I was successful with intermittent fasting. I'm talking maybe 2010. I don't even know. But when I would drink that bulletproof coffee, it made me feel so inflamed and puffy. So for whatever reason, my body does not like coconut oil. And so all those replacement products are very heavy in the coconut oil. So they are. I remember that. So that was kind of how I had dabbled in fasting before when COVID began in 2019. I, again, was always on some sort of a diet. So I thought, oh, I was doing keto. And as a vegan, 
vegan keto. So people right. thought I was crazy. It was like, you're, you're doing all the hardest things combined. And one day, um, that's why I really, as soon as I heard Jackie talk about you and read your first chapter of your first book, I knew you were onto something because naturally not knowing about OMAD or the intermittent fasting world, I was doing keto following, do you know Thomas DeLauer? Do you know who that is? I am familiar with his work only because he puts out a lot of content. And when I was running Facebook groups back in the day, people would always come in with a video of his and say, Thomas DeLauer says we can have stevia. And here's his video. And I'm like, also, Thomas DeLauer says fasting past 16 hours is really hard. So I don't know that I would Shame take his advice. <laughs> no offense to Thomas DeLauer, but if, if fasting past 16 hours is really, really hard, it might be because you're not fasting clean. That's all I have to say to that. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. Yeah. But I was listening to him and listening to Jason Fung every day. And I was um, hiking. I love to walk. So we live on the lake and in the country. So there were just countless limitless red rock hills and trails. So I was walking every day and I was doing keto and I was doing vegan keto. And then naturally, I don't know, my body started doing intermittent fasting. I didn't want breakfast. I didn't want dinner. I was just doing a meal in the middle of the day. And my husband was like, babe, you're eating one time a day. Is that healthy? I don't think that's good for you. So I started researching it and I found out there's OMAD, the OMAD community. Oh my Lord. And I joined wow. a Facebook page called <laughs> Vegan Keto OMAD. We're out there. Yeah. And now I'm the admin of the page because I don't know how that happened. But it, yeah, so there right. were these people doing these three right. combined right. things, but dirty fasting, Jason Fung's way. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash ifstories, promo code ifstories10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face -face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. 
I love him too. Poor Jason. I love him. But you know, he does, (laughs) he advocates the dirty fast. And he doesn't actually call it dirty fasting. He just, he just, he's coming from the perspective of kidney doctor or nephrologist. He'd rather somebody use, I think they might call them fasting crutches Mm -hmm. in his community or whatever they call them. He, his philosophy is from the medical point of view. Yes, that's what he calls them. Yeah. He would rather you use a fasting crutch if it will get you to fast. He would rather right. you fast imperfectly than not fast at all. Whereas I'm over exactly. here saying, I know you can do this. And those fasting crutches mm-hmm. you think are making it easier are actually making it harder. So if you just go straight to you can do this, then you'll feel better. That's where I'm coming from. You are a thousand percent correct. I'm a living testimony to exactly what you just said. Well, thank you. You can do hard things. And if you tell someone, well, if you need this stuff, just use it. It's, you know, better than nothing. It isn't better than nothing. I don't think it's no, you're, (laughs) I can't tell. I wish that I, I almost want to scream it on the mountaintops, Jen, because what you said hits home so hard for me because I was 265 when I started keto. I got down six months of hiking every day, two to six miles just for fun. No, two to three miles. I'm sorry, not six. And doing keto, vegan keto, OMAD. Naturally, again, I gravitated to OMAD. And and that was kind of, it looked something like I would have a protein shake in the morning. I would have a nice, beautiful meal of anything keto, vegan. And I was, I'm a foodie, so I was whipping up like vegan keto uh, lasagna, vegan keto, like chicken Alfredo. Like it, I was going all out. I was yeah. cooking and meal prepping like five hours a day. It was hard being keto. And then I was having my Bulletproof coffee. And so it kind of looked like that, keto bars and protein bars. And I was... I was hungry in the morning. I was hungry in the evening. I had to have that protein shake or I was miserable. Well, then I got from 265 to 208 in six months. And then I got COVID, blah, blah, blah. I was okay. I couldn't hike anymore. So you went from 265 to 208 with your vegan keto one meal a day, but really you were you were basically consuming something all day long. It was just, you felt like you were fasting because it wasn't solid food. Exactly. That's exactly right. And if I didn't have that protein shake, I couldn't function. I had to have it. Right. And then I had to have a protein bar or a, a tiny bowl of nuts or something. So I was, like you said, having the big meal, but then lots of other things. So I blew all the way back up from 265, went down to 208 in six months. And then over the next year, I went all the way back up. Before I knew it, I was up to 280. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know that didn't feel good because you you didn't feel good at 265 and now you're back up and more. I felt awful. I literally just felt like I said, I felt like kind of like I was dying a little bit. I mean, I have an active yeah. job and I carry gear and I'm walking up and down stairs and I couldn't. I couldn't walk upstairs. I felt achy from the moment I stepped out of bed. It hurt to sleep. I wasn't comfortable sleeping. Plus, I I was a type 2 diabetic, or I am technically a type 2 diabetic. And so my diabetes was out of control. Wow. And, you know, I think if someone had asked you at that moment, before you found Jackie, before you found the clean fast, if someone had said to you, you should try intermittent fasting, you probably would have said, I tried that and it didn't work for me. I was hungry all the time. You're exactly right. And that's what people say now. And I always say, well, you're not doing it right. (laughs) So when I found Jackie and I I literally was on my way to work and I listened to your entire audio book in a day and a half. I just didn't stop. Wow. 
Fast Feast Repeat? Or Delay Don't. what I started. That's a lot of listening. Yes, I listen. I didn't stop. I just like listened straight through. (laughs) And I was a changed woman. I started straight away into 23-1 because um, I knew that OMAD before sounded good. So I thought, why not? And it was easy because Jackie was saying, don't, don't, don't deprive, don't diet. You said don't diet. And so I wasn't doing any of that. I just was having fun because I went from, in the back of my mind, I was always trying to, well, I want to eat this, but I don't want to eat this because I need to diet or I want to have something good, but I don't. So in the back of my mind, there was this wall of restriction, even though I was not really doing well on a healthy lifestyle. So Jackie said, you know, the first, you know, while you start, just enjoy whatever you you want to enjoy. So I did. Um, And now, of course, I know what that means. But I was just going to Chipotle for one meal or going to my favorite restaurant for meal. So for two weeks, I just enjoyed that way. And before I knew it, I started noticing, you know, the things that made me feel good and the things that didn't fulfill me. So what were you noticing? Like what what was surprising to you that did not make you feel good that you had been eating previously? I love Mexican food and I would for before I could go and I thought, okay, the first couple of weeks I would go and have chips and salsa as my opener of my window. And I was super strict. I was 231 to the T. So I would not I would not eat anything until all my food was in front of me. So we'd go to a restaurant and I'd wait for <laughs> everything to be there. I wouldn't even sip my lemonade or anything until it was there. And I was like, okay, I'm opening my window at, at this moment. And then I'm closing at one hour. But I would eat like, for instance, chips and salsa or chips and guacamole. And it was delicious. And I'll still eat that. I love it. But I felt good with that. It was like, or I didn't know I didn't feel good. But it was like, it was right. okay. Well, now my opener is, I even if I go out for pizza or Mexican, I want a salad or I want vegetables. I want avocado. So I, re, my body really needs that nutritiously dense yes. food now. That is so true. And that is exactly how my body is as well. And when you said you would not start, like start drinking your lemonade till your food was there, that's actually really smart because if we started with something like that and there was no food, it would make you feel bad. Like I went out to play trivia a few weeks ago and I had not eaten because it was a busy day. So I opened with, I started, I was like, I ordered a Heineken 0.0, no alcohol. And I started drinking that. And then I'm like, that was a mistake because I didn't eat and I knew better because now I suddenly I'm starving. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I was <laughs> I was fine with that for a while and it did get me into yeah. the routine and the rhythm of OMAD. And I had mm-hmm. so much inflammation. That first three, four or five months, I lost so much weight so fast. Some of the people on the Facebook community and were telling me, we're kind of worried for you because you're really dropping weight fast. But I knew it was because I went from eating four, five, six times a day, you know, and I would always eat a late dinner, like 10 or 11 at night in bed. I mean, I was eating all day. So there was a huge difference there. Um, And then, of course, appetite correction started. And I read The Power of Appetite Correction. I read all, uh, well, I'm saying reading, but I'm really listening. I listened to it. I listened to all of Jason Fung's books again as a clean faster. And I, they were different this time. You know what? It really, really is. And here's what's really funny. When you read his books through a certain lens, you get a different takeaway. And if you read Jason Fung's books and you are someone who's convinced that everybody in the whole world should be low fat slash keto, you come away with a completely different interpretation. I remember this guy one time, he was in our 
it might have been the one meal day group or it could have been the delay don't deny group. This is years ago in Facebook. And he was like arguing with us that it was impossible for us to eat carbs and lose weight. Like it was impossible. People tell me that all the time. And I'm like, I promise you, I lost 80 pounds and I've kept it off. It is not impossible. It's not impossible. Yeah. (laughs) Then you're exactly right. But he also said that you could not get into ketosis unless you were eating low carb. And you couldn't. And I'm like, well, I've got my breathalyzer. I've, you know, I know I have, and that's not how the body works. But then he went into some other group. And I think it was a group back in the day when Jason Fung and Megan Ramos were still active on their Facebook groups. And I wasn't in that group, of course, but he was in there like, you know, critiquing us and saying, I, this group, they're so dumb. And I remember Megan Ramos herself responded and said, oi, that is not what we said. She's the word oi. Oi, that is not what we said. You do not have to be low carb to do fasting. And and so I was like super excited to have her confirm (laughs) that. But of course, when you read, well, it's true. But when you read the obesity code, Nowhere in there does he say, do not eat carbohydrates. In fact, he's got a whole part in there where he talks about how just low carb by itself is not really sufficient to heal your body. Mm -hmm. He talks, he criticizes all those things. And when I read the obesity code, I came away with the idea of eat real food because nature has packed it full of what your body needs. The the fruit is packaged with the antidote to the fruit. Exactly. but but don't eat a raisin. That's completely different, right? Don't don't have an apple smoothie. Have an have apple. It. But that's what I left. And also, fasting is good for you. Add the fasting in there. Eat real food. Add the fasting. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When I so when I found Jackie, it was so easy to do the clean fast because I wasn't depriving in that one hour of eating. I was right. just enjoying. Mm-hmm. And my girlfriends that were trying to do it with me, because you know, the girlfriend, your girlfriends always kind of do it together. And a lot of them tried to really jump on the bandwagon with me, but they weren't, they, I was the only one that stuck to the clean fast. And within right. weeks, I saw them all kind of fall off because they couldn't yeah. get past that hunger. But within, I will say for, for new people, so this is about to be the beginning of my 11th month. It took me by, I will honestly say by about the sixth, no, maybe even the fifth, fifth, sixth week, I no longer felt hunger at all to the point where I had to force myself to eat my meals. Your body was so fat adapted and you were so just deep in fat burning that your body was like, we are good. Yeah. I And it was great. I remember, I remember writing Jackie and I, I would say, I hit 27 hours. I hit 28 hours. Is this okay? Um, and she was like, yeah, just listen to your body. It's okay. And that threw me off at first because I was trying to do the 23-1 and then I would just wait until I was hungry and I would hit 29 hours and I was not hungry. <laughs> so I realized I had to put myself on a somewhat of a schedule or a regimen. <laughs> yeah. Right. That that's actually one of the things when people are doing alternate daily fasting and I have to kind of like say, okay, don't do it like that because they will, on when they wake up on the up day, they might be 36 hours fasted. Then they get to 42 hours fasted. Now they're at 44 hours fasted and they're like, I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. I'm like, okay, but you're, you're, that's because your body is running on the fat. That's why on up days, you need to actually start eating so early compared to what you think, because otherwise you're not going to wake up your appetite. And the purpose of the up day is to boost your metabolism. And so you could literally fast way too long Mm -hmm. than is good for your body if you're just waiting for hunger to come back because you're saying, so it's kind of like, there's that conundrum. There there. is. You're right. (laughs) But the the clean fast is the answer. I mean, 
before you, like you said, I was hungry all day, even though I was technically only eating one food meal a day, I had Mm -hmm. to have things all day. But now, and now 11 months in, I'm just, I mean, I'm like fueled. I, I do have my schedule now, but I feel so good. But the appetite correction is insane. I feel like I'm a pregnant woman. I want the weirdest (laughs) foods. I, I, you, even as a foodie, I do love eating out usually, but now I've, I was always a snob with food, but now I would rather sit in my kitchen. And now that I'm 11 months in, I have some flexibility that I've learned from the community that it's okay. I don't have to have one hour of eating. I can open my, I love to open my meal, turn on some music, have a good time cooking my meal, snack on some pistachios, snack on some cheeses while I'm cooking this beautiful meal. And so by the time it's over, it's maybe a two and a half hour window or a two hour. And I love it. And I feel a little bit more uh, free and in control, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have that willpower in the beginning. So I'm glad that I followed your process and your process got me to where now I can, like yesterday I left, I was at work. I wanted to enjoy that delicious, the cakes they were handing out and the charcuterie they were handing out. And it was going to be about a two and a half hour window. And I knew, and I loved it because it really gave me freedom and, and fun. I could be social with it and, and still, and still stick to it. I, I love that I can, I've never had to say I fell off the wagon or I cheated or I have to start over. I love that. I've never had that. Not once. I've, I've been intermittently clean fasting for almost 11 months without fail, without any problems, all because of the clean fast. I love that. And I would like to say that I actually think it's better for our bodies to have that flexibility in our window length just because if if we did 23-1 every single day forever and ever and ever, our body is very likely to adapt to that because you can only eat so much in one hour. Even if you're a big eater like me, there's only so much you can eat in one hour. And so our bodies are very, very good at settling into something that we're doing day in, day out. So that's why switching it up. That's why ADF, alternate daily fasting, is so powerful because you have either a complete fast of like, let's say 36 hours, followed by an up day where you're eating for eight to 12 hours and you're alternating that, or you can do the 500 calorie down day version followed by the the up day. But that, that switching mm-hmm. up, the up and the down is what keeps your metabolism boosted. Whereas if you did 23-1, 23-1, 23-1, 23-1, your body's more likely to adapt to that over time. As long as you're still losing, your body is not adapted to it. But if you find that you get to a plateau, then it's like, okay, I got to do something to shake it up a little bit. So has that happened for you? Have you found, how's your weight loss been over these 11 months? Yeah. So, I mean, it's great. I'm happy, but so many (laughs) things. So the first five months I went from 280 to like 240, like I lost a lot, but then since March, this year, March, it's taken me like since March, and that's March, April, May, March, April, May, June, July, August, five months to lose like eight pounds. So I am definitely in, I call myself the turtle mode. I know you say less than half a pound a week is turtle, right? Is that what you say? Yeah. If you're a, a half a pound or less a week, that's definitely turtle. So is that, is it still trending down or are you pretty much stuck No, so it's, I accidentally stumbled upon what you just explained. I went on vacation in December and I was eating 22 hours, 28 hours, 18 hours, you know, it was really fluctuating. And I came home and I had had a huge loss and I was like, wow, 
Okay. I, I was in a plateau of right at 2.30 for two and a half months, didn't move an ounce. And that's when I went on vacation and I realized, whoa, I saw exactly what you said. If I change it up, if I have a short window and then a long window, it may be lunch, maybe dinner and um, get that variety. And that's when it really broke. I really, everyone kept telling me, I think they were trying to be nice saying I was in the plateau, but I really feel like I was in a, I mean, two months, two and a half months. Oh yeah. You, you know, and, and if you're, if, if somebody that's listening, if you've been doing the daily eating window approach and a Especially if you've been keeping it really tight and you stop losing weight and that that's actually not a surprise because your body has adapted. And that is when you can throw in some ADF and, and listen, anybody who's been doing a really tight eating window, if you can do 23, one, you can do ADF. If you can do 23, one, you can do a 500 calorie down day followed by an up day. And the down day with the 500 calorie meal is not going to be the hard part. The hard part's going to be the update right. because you're going to want to, you're going to want to fast until dinner. You're going to want to, but, but you need the update. And then also you're going to get on the scale after the update and you're going to be like, my, my weight just went up three pounds. I'm gaining weight and this isn't working. And so that is another reason ADF can be scary. So if somebody had been doing 23-1 or 22-2 or something really, really restrictive for let's just say 11 months and then they tried ADF, they might see a blip of weight gain for the first month or so after the up days and even an upward trend. And that's going to feel really scary. And now you're like, oh no, my body's broken. I have to eat in 23-1 for the rest of my life to maintain this. That's not that's not true. The up days will boost your metabolism. You just have to give it a little time. There's something called reverse dieting. Have you ever heard of that? No, April? what is that? Well, reverse dieting is a concept in the world of low-calorie dieting and dieting, where if someone has done a traditional low-calorie diet for a long time and they've plateaued and over, you know, we know with traditional low-calorie diets, you have to keep lowering your caloric intake to see that scale keep moving. And our metabolisms adapt, downregulate. Even though fasting is protective of our metabolic rate, our bodies will slow things down over time, if we're way too consistent, see, I've always been the person who's never been that consistent just because I'm like, oh, I'm going to have some fun this weekend. My window is eight hours. You know, I've, I've just naturally thrown those in here and there. But some people who are really, really consistent, they are more likely to hit those plateaus. So reverse dieting in the regular low calorie world is purposefully going through a, a cycle of gaining weight and eating more. And that's super scary, but it revs your metabolism up. And so you're able to eat more. And I think I had boosted my metabolism over the years of just, I quit, I for, forget it. You know, after I'd taken the diet pills, after I'd done the crazy HCG diet and all of that, I think my metabolism was really, really slowed. But then I had a period of time where I ate, I just ate without abandon for a few years. And I gained a whole lot of weight, but I think that boosted my metabolism to the point that when I was ready to start intermittent fasting, my body was ready for it. Does that all make sense? No, that, that, that does make sense. And that's kind of what happened to me. That's kind of almost exactly what I went through. I hit the plateau yeah. hard and I do right. daily weighing with the weekly average, just like you recommend that right. changed my life. At first I was letting that number get to me and then I learned your method and it, it has been a lifesaver. So I was doing that and I, I did, I thought, okay, I'm hitting this plateau. I have to try ADF. I can I couldn't do ADF. I had not yet acquired the tools to be successful in the up day. 
I um, okay. was, I loved the down day. That long fast right. was just like, woohoo, I have all of the energy. But then the next morning, everyone was telling me, okay, like you said, you have to open that day early, especially because I'm a noon eater. So it was going right. into like four, almost 43 hours and I knew I had to break it. And it was hard. I didn't want to eat in the morning. I didn't want to eat at 7 a.m. Yeah. And so yeah. fast forward several months, I tried it again recently and I accomplished a successful up-down day. I've acquired the tools now. So where I enjoyed my long 42 hours and then I chose a six hour eating window and I did, I was very smart. Whereas before I didn't want to eat and then I got ravenous and then I was out of control. This yeah. time yeah. I ate a small yogurt and then I waited, I went to work and then I came home and had a nice small charcuterie board. And the part that was a little difficult for me, so even though I felt like I had control over what I was eating and the amount of time, I don't think the six hours will work for me if I do another up day, down day. I think I might need to spread it over 12 hours. Yes. That's what I was just coming to say. <laughs> I was like, that's not fairy up, April. <laughs> I know. I was following. <laughs> and I know. It's so hard because look... If I could go back and tweak one part of the ADF chapter of Fast Feast Repeat, I would extend the recommendation because six to eight hours is minimum. So in that chapter, I said six to eight hours is minimum. And for some reason, people fixate on that six and they're like, all right, I'm going to have six. And I'm like, no, 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 you missed the point. Right. <laughs> not six. We're not trying to get six. It must be six. I can't imagine. Personally, I could not be up in six. It was, it was I could hard. not be up it, it, that, that charcuterie yeah. board was a delight. The yogurt was a delight. But when a couple yeah. of hours went by and I was sat down to have my meal, I couldn't do it. I barely ate anything. But I successfully closed. Yes. And, I, and I did see a shift in my weight loss. And it felt good. I saw a mo movement, I, you know, instead of, yeah. yeah. So um, now I've gone from 280. I'm officially at 222. So awesome. I'm excited, but the, it's taken me since March to lose the last eight pounds. And can I can I pop in with one more thing? If someone is trying ADF because you have plateaued due to a very consistent tight eating window, that is when your update needs to be up the most. And that's the part that's the hardest and the scariest. And that's where you might see your weight go up a little bit. And again, the, you got to understand the purpose of the update is the metabolic boost. Right. The purpose of the up day, if you are plateaued because you've been doing an eating window, you are not, and some people get this mixed up. They're like, well, I started ADF because I thought it would make me lose weight faster and now I'm gaining weight. I'm like, no, 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 no. If you've been doing a, a really small, tight eating window and you are stuck there for months and months and months and you start ADF, you might gain weight for a while. Once you've boosted the metabolism, though, your body will be like, oh, okay, everything's fine. So the down day is where the fat loss happens. Yeah. The up day is the metabolic boost, and it's all about finding that balance. What you might want to do is a hybrid approach where you have two down days followed by two really up days. Like I'm talking about 8 to 12 hours, and I'm not saying aim for 8. I'm saying 12 is probably better. Have two really substantial up days, like maybe spread apart throughout the week. And the other, so that's four days of the week, you know, down, up, and then somewhere else in the week, another down, up. That leaves you with three days. Those three days could be eating window days. Just OMAD. 
Just you, normal on that? Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. I wouldn't I wouldn't try to be too restrictive on those days. Because remember, you don't want to be too restrictive. But having a couple of up days a week. Oh, instead of one. A couple of down days. Okay. Yeah. A couple of up days in the week. Like one down day followed by an up day that's really up. I'm talking like 12 hours. Then have a few eating window days. Then maybe another down day followed by another eight to 12 hour eating window. So that, that, that up day is to boost your metabolism. That is the purpose of it. You are not trying to diet. I wouldn't have a yogurt, then a little charcuterie, then one meal. That is not up. That's not going to boost your metabolism. I'm so glad you're talking about this because I love hearing it straight out of the horse's mouth, so to speak, because everyone has an opinion. So with this, I love my OMAD because I love, I know even though I'm not hungry, I love to eat mentally. I know I love food. So I love my OMAD, but I do, I, I, I have to get down. My doctor wants me to get to around 160 to 170 to be no longer obese. So for my health, I don't care really about the number, but for my health, I know that's my goal, but I'm afraid because I went from keto gained weight and then and now yeah. I'm, I've found my forever lifestyle. I'm afraid if I do ADF and then I stop, I'll gain. Well, don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it. And here's the thing, though. You've, you've been doing one meal a day and you've been stalled, but you haven't been gaining. Right. And I'm losing now so, slowly, but... Because you had that metabolic boost right. in there. And so pull, throwing in a, a little bit of updates here and there... That'll boost your met- your metabolic rate. And then you balance that with the down days and with the eating window days. Because you just want to, you're just getting that. You, what The enemy of weight loss is homeostasis. And that is true for every weight loss approach out there. You cannot name a type of weight loss approach where the body doesn't reach for homeostasis and try to, because our body is like, all right, let's just settle in somewhere. And, right. and plateaus happen with whatever we do. And so- you have to figure out a way to work with your body and like, why am I stuck here? Why am I plateaued? Okay. And so use the tool strategically. So I was thinking, and I'm trying to be very strategic because last time when I did it, I was so just like you said, very strategic about it. I was very, and, yep. and it felt easy. The first time I did it months ago, it was so hard, but this was easy. So I feel confident. So I want mm-hmm. to try it again. Um, but I was thinking, so you're saying, an up day, a down day, and then do I, when you say, well, down I mean, day, then up day. Yeah, remember da- the, that's what yeah, I mean. yeah. The down day, then up day. And so if I do my up yep. day, my, let's say I extend it to the 12 hours or eight hours instead of six, right. instead of, I was having like yogurt, uh, the charcuterie, then the meal. I call that kind of, I don't really say that that would be grazing, but it was like breaking it down. Should, should I, could I, should I still do that? Or should I have like one big meal and then a second big meal with no grazing in between? Oh, but. So some people can't do it that way. Like there, I remember someone back in the Facebook group who her, the only way she could do updates was to graze her way through it. And she she had to eat multiple small times throughout the update in order to be hungry enough to have a full okay. update. That was the way she had to do it. I'm not saying that's the way everybody okay. has to do it or should do it. You need to structure your update in whatever way makes it easier for you to accomplish the update. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. So let's go back to the science of, of ADF and the research that they did. Krista Veriday did the research on ADF, and she found that participants did not have slowed metabolic rates and they lost weight doing you know, the down-up pattern. The update was protective of metabolism. But here's what she told them to do in the research. She she had them counting their calories, 500 on the down days. And on their up days, they were instructed to eat 125% of their daily caloric needs. Oh, wow. So now I'm not telling you to count calories and, and I don't want you to do that. And also, if you try to calculate your caloric needs, it can be wildly different. And, and I'm not talking about their basal metabolic rate as if you're like just lying in the bed and you're immobile. We need a lot more, you know, our, I, I one time calculated my maintenance calorie needs and it's like well over 2000 calories a day for me to maintain. And so you're not trying to like diet on, on your up day. You're trying, they were slightly overeating 125% of their daily caloric needs is what they were having on their up days. So slight overeating is the goal for up Okay. So if I... So sh- so so it's okay if I want to graze or if I want to have meals as long as I have two big yeah. meals or not big but two as well as meals. long as your day is up as long as you're if you keep in mind what's the purpose of this update why am I doing it in the research on ADF the update was the metabolic boost day they were told to eat 125 percent of their daily calories they weren't told how to they weren't told how to have the meals or how to have the snacks or how to structure it they just said your goal for this day the day after the 500 calorie day or the fasting day is to slightly overeat, eat this many calories based on what we've determined is your body's, yeah. you know, caloric needs. And again, I, I would like you to try to accomplish that without counting calories. I don't, I will never count anything except my eating Me window neither. again. Yeah, never. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah. I love my, me I use the live fasting app and it, I love, it shows me where I am and it keeps my hours and everything. I love that. That's the only app I, that's the only thing I want to count ever. I don't want to count anything. Me too. <laughs> you got it. I never want to count anything again. So I hope, is that clear? Did that help all the ADF conversation? It does help a lot. It I think so. That does help a lot because so many people and nothing against the community. Most of the people in the community, when they do their update, they have a grilled check, 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 a grilled salad breast over spinach. And I'm like, it's, I, I don't want that. For the I update? On an update. And I see where is that happening? That's on, is that on, on the Facebook. Facebook um, it used to be your page. I guess it's Michelle's page now. 
Uh, no, that was never oh, okay. my page. If if there's a page, there's no page, zero pages out there that used to oh, be my okay. page and are now somebody okay. else's page. So anybody, if you're on a Facebook page and you think it's my page, it is not my page. Okay. I may have misunderstood. <laughs> I think maybe, I, I don't remember. I know, but but I see a lot of the ADF meals and they're di- what I would consider diet food. But I'm yeah. going to tell you I'm going to run for the hills if someone recommends that I diet, that I cut carbs, that I do low. I just have no interest right. in it ever again. So that makes me unique yeah. compared to, nine, to uh, you know, I'm like a minority in the intermittent fasting community, which is why I love Jackie, yeah. because most people are dieting with this, even though I know you're saying not to. Well, and, it, and that's the thing. And and the, it's important for people to hear what I'm saying. I, when I say don't diet along with this, that doesn't mean that you can that that eating you just you can eat overeat all the time, day after day, and you're going to lose weight. Because I'm I'm also not saying that we don't we don't we want to be in a, the middle. We want to find a way where we can eat the foods we love till we're satisfied, but we don't want to over restrict coupled with fasting. Right. So when I say don't diet with fasting, I mean do not do intermittent fasting and couple that with overly restrictive behavior because that is not good for our bodies. So like I, I like to joke, my book is called Fast Feast Repeat, not Fast Eat a Diet Meal Repeat. <laughs> I love that book so much. And delay, well, don't deny, I, I have it. It's kind of like my Bible. I kind of call constantly referencing them. And I'm, um, I think Cleanish is on audio now, isn't it? Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's always oh, been on audio. Okay. Cleanish has always been on. I yeah, kind of, you can listen in to my that mind, one. I have it in my my library, but in my mind, I'm like, is this going to tell me to diet? I don't know if I want to read it, but. <laughs> no, no, Cleanish is definitely not going to tell you to diet. And clean, Cleanish, remember, is eat mostly clean, live mainly yeah. clean, unlock your body's natural ability to self-clean. I like that. I'm not telling you to diet. I talk about figuring out what you can live with as far as like, like when it comes to eating mostly clean. Um, for me, that looks like if it's going to be dairy, it's going to be organic mm-hmm. dairy. For yes. Me. And it, it doesn't, it, but if it's, you know, if it's going to be, if I eat organic fruits and vegetables when I can, but if I can't eat organic fruits and vegetables, I'm not going to eat, you know, non-organic Pop-Tarts, right. yeah. you know, real food, focusing on real food. But if I did want to eat in a Pop-Tart, whatever it is, if I wanted to eat organic Doritos, I could eat them. And so it's all about figuring out what works for you and the trade-offs you're willing to make. The balance of appetite correction has, the way that it's been so effortless is why I yeah. know this is the lifestyle for me forever. And those girlfriends that tried to start with me back last year when I started that are now like, oh, try this diet and try this and follow this person. I'm like, no, I have blinders on. This is all mm-hmm. I'm ever going to do for the rest of my life. Because it's so freeing. I mean, I can go to, yep. we, were on, we were out at the beach and I could, you know, do all the festivals and just everything and enjoy it with the freedom of controlling my window and not cheating or falling off or having to start over. It's, there's just no reason right. to ever do anything else. But the appetite correction is no joke. I mean, I would, I would love to see you have something of the combination. I guess your cleanish is probably like, your answer to Jason's fun or, or not to appetite correction, not Jason. No, it's really like clean. It's not about fasting. It's not a fasting book. It's about, about getting the chemicals out of your life wherever you can. Right. Yeah. Because it's naturally happened. I mean, I naturally right. 
would prefer a big bowl of Brussels sprouts to Doritos. I went to the movies the yes. other day and I got popcorn and I didn't even want to touch it because I was like, I really want some carrots right now. Like, yeah, I snuck in a San Pellegrino to the movies last week. I love that. I was like, there's nothing there's here for nothing. me. I know. They need to have healthier <laughs> options for us. Yeah. Like, I, I, I am now at the point where, like, I used to love movie theater popcorn with all that, whatever it is the on there that butter, they put on yeah. it. And <laughs> now I, I couldn't, I would not be able to bring myself to put it in my mouth, not because I've judged it as bad and I don't want to eat. It's because I, I w- it would make my mouth. Yeah, no, hard. that's exactly what that's happened. A, yeah, that's the same way I avoid the vegan butters. Mm-hmm. It's because they make my mouth feel gross. I would choose, I would choose real butter over a vegan butter because it makes my mouth feel gross. However, if I cook with olive oil, I feel even better. So I, I choose olive We've oil. Become, I've become, and my, it's affected my whole family, and I've become such a snob with the best oils I can possibly yeah. find. Olive oil. And I used to be afraid to have like bread olive oil and, you know, like bread and dip. But now I go and get the highest quality gourmet loaf of baguette I can find with the highest quality oil. And I'm buying all of this really snobby, be- amazing balsam that's so good for me. And yum. it's yum. And I feel so good. It, I'm telling you, yeah. ap- the appetite correction that has happened naturally has changed who I am, but I do going back to eating like a pregnant woman. I, I I feel like I might want pistachios or pepitas. I went through a phase where I wanted pine nuts on everything. Oh, yum! I'm, that's a good. I'm faith. not making this up. I literally probably eat five pounds of kale a week because that's what my oh, body wow. wants. Just like give it to me, sautéed, caramelized, all the things. You know. It, your body tells you, right? You know, my body tells me I prefer olive oil to butter. My my taste buds love butter. Okay. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But, you know, when I did the Zoe testing and I got my personalized scores from that, guess what it scores really, really, really high for what? me? Olive, olive oil. oil. Oh. Guess what gets a low score? Butter. That's... I mean, Based on my I body. believe it because I used to make we make we have in, in we're in Texas we they make Montequila butter here it's butter yeah. garlic wine and lemon and you put it on everything it sounds it's delicious. delicious but I went to my favorite restaurant that has it the other day I usually get three or four bowls because it's tiny I didn't even want it yeah. but what I I prefer the uh, the good high quality olive oil so things are mm-hmm. happening. <laughs> Love it. But, you know, my body let me know. But my taste buds in my body don't always agree. Right. I'm just going to put it that way. <laughs> taste buds might want something <laughs> different. But, you know, I'm, I'm not the kind of person who's like never again about right. I And I do love that. I love knowing in the back of my mind I'm never saying no. If I want to have right. it, I can. But do I want it? No, I'm okay. Like I prefer something uh, that's going to make me – now I really know what you mean when you say eat to make you feel good. Like – I yeah. know, I know I need these like olives and I know I need this cheese and I know I need these like squash. I know that's going to make me feel good. I won't even waste my time if I look at food now and I see what is it going to do for me? How is it going to make me feel? Not because I want to diet, but just because that's how what right. really matters to me now. Well, it really is freeing. And, you know, the gin of 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, compared to the gen of now of 2023 is completely different. And I think it's because, you know, I I don't need to lose weight. My goal is not to lose weight. My goal is shifted now because I've been maintaining my weight for so long to health and feeling good. So 
I, it's almost like when I did that whole food plant-based experiment at the end of 2020, which was the only time I'd ever changed what I was eating for the purpose of how's this going to make me feel? And I felt so good that almost like was like, wow, like this is really powerful. Yeah. And I, I pretended I set it aside for a long, long time. And now I'm like re- willing to kind of dip my toe back into that and think, okay. I know. I love that. <laughs> my husband has now, he doesn't, he's always been tall and thin and he doesn't need to lose weight, but he um, started getting the like little dad bod a little bit. And um, yeah. he's been just naturally doing the fasting. And now my baby is 18 and he was so happy to turn 18. And he was like, I'm going to try this now. And he's, he doesn't like breakfast. So he just doesn't eat breakfast. And now he likes to eat a lunch and dinner. And then what he mm-hmm. learned and what he couldn't believe as an 18 year old college kid is how easy it is to be healthy. He was like, oh, so I just don't snack. I just don't eat anything. Like, yeah, just just have empty your gut, clean your gut after dinner until lunch the next day. And he's he feels yeah. so good. He's And he's 18. And see, that's exactly how Chad felt when he started skipping breakfast because he was always convinced you had to eat breakfast, even if he would just get up and have like a little yogurt or like a muffin or, or something. And then and he was like, okay, well, fasting does seem to be healthy. Let me just start skipping breakfast. And he felt so much better. And he couldn't believe it. Didn't need to lose weight, but felt better. And so that's the confirmation it, right yes, there. It, I mean, it, you can't, you can't, I, you just can't become that. You can't just start that. It has to be developed and learned. And that's yeah. what the protocol that we, that you have kind of designed is perfect. Uh, one thing that is hilarious to me is my mom is a chef. And she's been on a diet her entire life. She's been on low Mm -hmm. carb her entire life. And she's always been my biggest advocate for my health journey because she loves me. And so she's, I'll be sitting there eating like all the bad things. And she's like, that's bad for me. She'll let me know. So now we're out, we were out in St. Augustine (laughs) at the beach and they have, oh, have you been to St. Augustine? You know, I don't think I've been to the St. Augustine other than like driving down through Florida and stopping at the St. Augustine outlets and then getting back in the car. That's my experience with St. Augustine. It's amazing. It's the first continuous uh, developed city in the United States. So it's rich with history and it's on a river on the ocean and it's just bed and breakfast, Airbnbs. It's lovely cobblestone streets, chocolate factories you can tour. I mean, it is... Food and wine and cheese and chocolate decadence. Yeah. Like, well, I need to go visit. I'm that. telling you, I want to go back on a food tour just to just yeah. for that. But being there with my mom, who's a chef, who's a foodie, also she's hard to eat with because she wants the best of the best. And right. so we go to these places, but she is sitting there with her salmon on a bed of spinach and eating her zero carb, you know, having her zero carb cocktail. And I'm like bread and the big salad and then the big meal and the fried green tomatoes and a mocktail and a decadent dessert. And she doesn't understand how are you losing weight? You look great. And it's so funny. And it's the same with all of my girlfriends. They're like, what are you doing? How is this happening? (laughs) Yeah. And I've got to have something starchy for satiety. I mean, that is just all there is to it. You know, I had a, a I, I talked about this on an episode not that long ago, probably. I had a green chef meal that was like a taco salad. And this ha- had meat on it. I was that was when I was you know having meat. So it was it was a taco salad with meat and all the veggies, but it I didn't have anything starchy with it. 
And then I was like really, really <laughs> hungry not that long after that. My body needs starches mm-hmm. to feel satisfied. That's just all there is I'm to the it. I'm the same. I, I need that. I need my be- – yeah. I love beans and lentils, legumes. I That makes me yeah. feel so good. Beans are like really – I'm a beanitarian. Is that a thing? I love it when you talk about beans because I'm right there <laughs> with you. Beans are my number one – I love it. My number one food for- and you put beans and rice together with other veggies, and I am like stuffed and satisfied. Mm. If it's got beans and rice together, I am so sad. And put a go- avocado on there, I'm good. It feels so good. I want to make a post on the community page about all the foods that you we've had to say farewell to, not because we don't want to, but because we when you're OMAD or you're intermittent fasting, there's so much you don't have time to eat, but you're eating. You it's know true. what I mean? Like I thought- I do. When, when was the last time I had a bowl of oatmeal? It's been probably yeah. When am I going to put that in there? I don't know. Oh, no, no, no time for oatmeal. <laughs> I started making a list of things that I'm like, I want to try to eat this again one day, <laughs> just to make time oh, for so it. Funny. So I, I've been. I had a bowl of oatmeal as my omad the other day. <laughs> it was great. Oh well, that sounds. I do love. I love I, oats. Well, we are almost out of time. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting, or what do you wish you knew when you first started? the same thing I say to my girlfriends that can't seem to follow the clean fast. You have to trust the clean fast. If you're having your bulletproof coffees, or if you're snacking, or if you can't get past that hunger, I promise you, if you clean fast, that hunger will subside and you'll become fat adapted and you will no longer feel hunger. That is so true. Yep. Well, April, I didn't hear any roosters. <laughs> I, I came in my bedroom because they were being okay. so loud. But if you want to, okay. would you like to see my little boy? Well, we'll, we'll once we end the recording, you can walk me through. <laughs> I do want to see them. So everybody, I'm going to get to look at little baby chicks and roosters. Sorry, y'all are going to have to miss it. <laughs> April, it has been so much fun to talk to you. And thank you so much for sharing your story. Thanks so much, Jen. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. 
Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Pre-order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital editions wherever you get your books.